Sip and Listen, the podcast meant to inspire, challenge, and empower you to collaborate while taking big actions. With your co-hosts, wellness team, Chris and Lisa Lupo, recruiting genius, Jennifer Rojas, credit master, Valerie James, the recovery expert, Dave Cook, and lover of all things marketing, Alisa Lane. Well, good morning, everybody. This is an exciting day today, except that... um, I'm going solo right now. I don't know. I'm not used to that. So I'm. We might just have to jump into this. But I was thinking as I was as I was riding in this morning, and we also had the conversation with my guest today about we went from summer to winter in about 48 hours. It seemed like, and I'm not complaining because this is the climate that I love most. But it is a it is an interesting transition when we go from summer to winter in like no time flat. And um, so it was, I hope everybody's enjoying the morning and got uh, that fresh, cool air in their lungs and cleared their system out. And now we're celebrating the rest of the day that we have things to look forward to. And um, my uh, associate host here just walked in. She's had a challenging night last night. And so I want to take a moment just to say hello, Elisa. And we're so sorry that you had a uh, challenging evening. Um, actually, it wasn't the evening. It was this morning. I just found out a friend oh. of mine's dad died. So it was a, yeah, a surprise. At, um, yeah. So how are you? I'm um, good. You know, and, and one of the things I noticed this morning, it's like I, I have a challenge being with someone else's pain at times. Like it's one of those things like you just don't want others to hurt. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. All you can do is sit in it with them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, as much as you want to take it away, it's not something you take away. It's something you be with. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're here. We're sorry Thank that you. your friend uh, is in pain and that you're sitting there with her. Yeah. We have a really good friend. We do. And a very special guest at the same time. It's She's one and the same. Wait, before you introduce her, though, like I've had this, like, I'm going to just say it's a crush on her because I've had moments to be around her and I'm just in awe. Like, I actually know that she, she does a lot with children, that um, she was assisting uh, one time around the kids, and I just saw her as someone that's just such a huge human being. And I'm just, like, in awe. And to have her on the show is just such an honor. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It is my honor to be oh, here, for thank sure. You. Thank you. Yeah, this is going to be fun. You know, it's, um, you know, it's interesting how, you know, I've known, I've known you now, what, about a year and a half? I've been fortunate enough to be introduced to you by mm-hmm. some mutual friends. But the, the best way I could want to really tee this up for our conversation today is, is that the whole idea for the audience, I want you to just sit here for a minute. You know, how many of you have a story? Have something that you're really passionate about or an experience that you would just love to share. It's a game changer, a life changer, and it's experience. You sit there and say, yeah, you know, I wish I could share this with more people. I wish I had a way to to bring this to others. And I'm sure every one of us has it because we've all had game-changing experiences or an experience with a mentor or something at work. It just kind of really shifted our life or brought some real power, profound insight or power to our life. I'm sure all you guys are sitting there going, yeah, I have one of those. Wouldn't it be cool if you could just stand on a stage hmm. and share that with other people? And I'm sure about half of you are going, no, <laughs> like no way. But imagine the opportunity that comes from sharing the lesson, the joy, the experience, the gift of that that thing to others that you move them, you change their lives, you make them think or see something differently. Wouldn't that be really cool? 
You got to have that moment too, didn't you, Dave? Yeah, badass. I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And that's exactly. Was it something you were comfortable going in to do? I don't know. We'll have to ask Deb what her observations were. <laughs> but um, but anyway, uh, it, yeah, you know, it was something that I really wanted to do. I love speaking. Obviously, you can tell by just sitting here hearing me on the radio. I love to talk. I love sharing my stories. Um, my challenge was is that every time I got on stage, people would say that was great, but you didn't quite connect with us. Mm. And so my passion was there, but my storytelling ability, the connection ability was 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 void. Was, I've had a moment like that. I did a, a talk once and that was the same. And it was almost I didn't want to have that vulnerability mm-hmm. because then you're completely open. Like I've had moments of just pure tears come up and just being with that is just like, oh. And that, well, that's really what it was, and 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 I had this this aha moment because I would talk to people about giving talks, and I had a, um, a an organization that that hires people in the addiction community to give yeah. talks, and she said to me, rather matter of factly, she's got a great voice, you got a great vocabulary. She says you essentially do have a great story, your message isn't clear. Yeah. It's like oh, right through the heart. What do you mean my message isn't clear? You know, I'm mm. I'm Dave Cook. Don't you know I got a great message? You know, and that was the arrogance. Yeah. The you knew your message. Yeah, but I didn't. And so when when I went into this with with Deb, and we're gonna get to you real quick. I promise. <laughs> we're just gonna keep talking about. Oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Take your time. I'm fine. I'm listening. Yeah, her head's getting bigger as I we know. talk. I've never seen Deb get kind of like gleaming cocky, but she's doing it. But anyway. Um, when I started working with, with Deb, that's what she basically unpacked. She says, you know what? you got to connect with the audience. And when we went through that process, I were releasing, like you said, releasing this vulnerability, the idea that I have to be powerful and authoritative and cool and all that other stuff was, no, you have to be real. And the gift that's come from that for me in 2018, because I've been studying being real with Deb since February of last year, um, I've never had more fun telling my story and the story is not, you know, we talked about this Friday, you know, story isn't the message. The story supports the message. What is the message? Now I have the message mm-hmm. and man, does it move things? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, um, with that said, we, we are proud to have, you know, if you guys, this was probably the one show where we probably need to be on TV because Deb's shirt is like, I know <laughs> we, She'd be picked up by a satellite. It's, it's so bright. Wild. It's wild. Yes, and it's awesome. She's such a beautiful woman anyway, but now she's wearing <laughs> this rocking color today. So anyway, we are so happy to have Deb Shapiro. And her organization that we're talking about here is is Deb Expressed. And Deb, you, um, simply put, you give you know, 13, 14 people you know, twice a year an opportunity to share their story and move audiences. And we've you've packed... Uh, uh, Tempe Sun of the Arts three times, 500 people. So that's over 1,500 people live and in color mm-hmm. have had their world impacted by these cool messages. And I just want to tell you, A, thanks for being on this show. And B, thanks for giving that gift to me. Mm, you are so welcome. It actually was my gift that you gave <laughs> to me, I have to say. Well, it's good. See, then that's good. We have both gave and received. Yep. that a beautiful you thing? You got it. So tell everybody a little bit about how you got there because this is this is really a cool i look at this as a movement and that's really the reason you're on this show is because i you know 
I want to, my goal is to share, you know, impactful movements that, that people are doing. And you have a movement, you've, you've got something going here. So tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I, I would say, uh, so th- th- what you're talking about is DebEx. And what DebEx has turned mm-hmm. into is an intensive three-month training and development program for those individuals who are aspiring, emerging speakers that have a message that they want to get it out into the world and they want to find a way to uh, deliver it in a very clear, concise, and a compelling way so that individuals now have access to new actions in their life that they can take that they didn't even see were possible before. And I, I have to say, it was kind of a fluke how it came about. I was in a program with an organization called Landmark Worldwide. And in this program, you create a project that creates leaders. And when I originally first came in to do the project, I I had a project all lined up that I was going to do and found out that it didn't fit the criteria for the program. So on the spot, I needed to create something else. And in that moment of almost panic, I guess you could say, um, I had the idea of DebEx really almost all in its entirety. It was very strange because I had never done anything like it. Um, I had been working or have been working in the speaking world for 12 years. I started out getting in there working with my brother, who is a keynote speaker. Um, And if I may brag, he was just inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame Mm. about four years ago. And I've had the opportunity to work with him and other uh, very established speakers in the industry. And all of that knowledge coupled with my background in training and development and human resources and career consulting and being on stage and I was a media spokesperson for a year supporting a nonprofit organization that raises money for childhood cancer research Um, all of that seemed to come together at once to come into this idea of Debex And so we have had, as you had mentioned, we've had three shows uh, at the Tempe Center for the Arts. We have another one that's going to be coming up. And we have all these other programs that are offshoots now, um, including Debex Teen, where we're going to be working with teenagers. As you know, that's like my passion. And so uh, we're going to have an opportunity to work with, with teenagers as well. And so... It's just been an extraordinary ride, an extraordinary yeah. ride. And uh, for me, it is, I actually get to do what I love to do and have it be my career. I wish it for everybody on this planet because it's the greatest mm-hmm. experience ever. So when is the next DebEx? Uh, the next event itself is May 9th, and we have applications currently open right now. So mm-hmm. those are due January 7th. And the first training program, because it's a three-month program, so the first group training is going to be on February 9th. So it's a little bit of a process. So if people are interested, they can go onto our website, check that out, see if it's interesting. Um, It's debexpressed.com. Wonderful. And how many speakers do you have at every... We have 15 okay. slots. Okay. Yeah, we have 15 slots. We had 16 speakers this last time because oh, wow. we had a couple apply and get in. Oh, that's right. And so there were two people taking up one slot, which was really cool mm. to have something a little bit different. That's awesome. We've actually had one of your speakers in the past, Matt Tucker. Yeah, Matt was on. I yeah. believe. Um, As a guest. Yeah, you got to hear his talk, and you were pretty moved by oh, that. His talk was amazing. Yeah. He, he basically um, wrote a letter to his son and, and shared the letter to his son, Xavier. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I heard um, the 
the last night before he actually went live because I was out of town when the, this last thing was on. Yeah, he had me, um, he had me in tears out of the gate. It was just because it, it came deep from within mm. his heart, you know. And in, you know, we've we've been on the show a few times. And dad, dad, and deep love for their kids, uh, I can relate to. So he just like he rocked me, moved yep. me, you know. But um, tell everybody a little bit about the format for the talk. You know, we're talking about DevX kind of generically. Um, what does a DebX talk look like? Well, a DebX talk, the way we have it currently structured, is an eight-minute talk. And there is actually a structure that we take people through where we look at what is the status quo, what's the social norm that currently people are in regarding whatever that message is that people have. Um, and we go through a, a process to help people see Take people from where they're at right now. What's the norm that people are swimming in, so to speak, that they can't see outside of that? So they're just operating inside of that norm. So what we do is we help individuals figure out a way to be able to articulate things so that it gets them the from where the audience is already at. So it takes the audience and re meets them where they're at and helps pull the audience over to the new view that these speakers have about what they've gone through. So ultimately, the speakers that are in the program find something that's really important to them in their life, something that they've gone through. And it's usually because of certain trials or tribulations that they've gone through, right? We've all had these circumstances where we've learned messages or we've learned things in our own lives. And when we go through that, we've had to oftentimes go through a lot of stuff in order to get to that message. And in order, and a lot of times people just want to give that away mm -hmm. because they're they're so empowered by what they've learned that they just want to give that away to people. And so this is an opportunity for individuals to get on that stage and share their messages and give away what they've learned so other people don't have to go through those same kinds of struggles and challenges to learn those insights and those messages. So that's really what the, the program is all about is people just sharing what they've gone through and what they've learned so that other people can learn from them as well. And there's a, a very uh, structured format in order to do it. It's actually very simple. DebX is a super simple program. You may not agree with that after having gone through <laughs> the it. Program the program <laughs> is like anything else in life. The, 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 the construct of the thing is, say, is, is simple. Doing it is not easy. Yes. Yeah, I'm not. Let's not put lipstick on this, man. It's like it's. <laughs> yeah. You can say, like you said, you know. The, I remember the very first class. What's the social norm that mm -hmm. you're challenging? You know, and and why is this important? What was that? I can't remember the third thing, but, um, and when you do that, it's like, oh, that sounds really easy. And then you get up there and you start to do it. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, and because now you gotta you gotta get a little deeper than just simple stuff. I mean, because you want to move people along. Yeah. And you know that's the thing that I've discovered in the class just watching not not just from personal experience but when we first meet when we first meet in february last year that was when i took this group um the very first session deb had a bunch of people get up and say okay so just following this little format you know what's the what's the social norm you're challenging what's the new view you know and why is this important and so people got up there and they gave their talk and it's like really <laughs> did they all know at that point would you say? Well, they knew what they what they thought they wanted oh. to say. Oh yeah, so uh, kind of people walk around. in. It, I would say maybe two percent of the people 
on stage are actually speaking the message that they thought that they were going to speak. Mm. So people come in thinking their message is one thing. And over the course of three months, what ends up happening is they really discover what's that message that they want to mm. deliver to people. Um, and it is one of those, it's a, a very interesting phenomenon to see how it happens because it happens almost every single time going through the program. So it's never quite the same. We think we know what the message is, but that's what we see on the surface. But after three months of digging in, we get to really what's underneath it and what's important to people. And, um, you know, there's a concept that we talk about, which what you focus on expands. And if you come in focused on something that's super important to you, where you're, what you're gonna notice all around you is where that's actually, where you're being your message and where you're not. Mm. And um, can I share a specific? No, please. Okay, yeah. so there's um, one of the gals actually in, in your program, so you'll know who I'm, who I'm referring to. She, Are we name dropping? <laughs> well, so let's hear the story first. All right. <laughs> Make sure it's good. Uh, it was, it, it's, an ex, it, it, it's an it extraordinary story. It is story. good, we'll just decide how, how anonymous we're gonna let them be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, she shared it on stage, so I guess it's not so anonymous. It's and not that's a secret so, anymore. Yeah, well, it's, what's so great about it is that people really um, want to be their authentic selves on the stage. They want to share who they are. And really, Dave, if I were to kind of circle back to you, I would say that was the biggest thing that was the shift for you. You knew your message. You knew the words. But what, what was missing with you was just your willingness to really just open up and be vulnerable and share. And if I recall, if I may, I'm going to, uh, since since you invited me on the show, I'm going to expose you, man. Go for it. Go for it. I love this, this show. Is, this, <laughs> this is safe territory. We can do this. Well, I remember you were saying you didn't want to acknowledge um, what your contribution actually was in the healing of your son. Mm. And it was that part that you needed to get for yourself that you actually were an integral part in the healing of your son and own that for yourself mm -hmm. to be able to stand up and speak the truths that you spoke on that stage. Without that, that wouldn't have happened. But you had to own who you were mm -hmm. in order to be able to be as powerful as you were on that stage. And that was just so beautiful to watch that. It was like a flower, uh, you know, just opening up and blooming. And it was the same thing with this other gal. This other gal comes in. She really wasn't clear on what it was that she wanted her message to be. But what was going on in her life at the time is that she was traveling around the world. She was in a relationship with an extremely wealthy man who had retired her. And she was on Facebook taking all these pictures of her in all these different countries with a big smile on her face and showing the world how much she loved life, yet really what was going on on the inside is she was dying. She had given up being with her kids which she loved and felt guilty and she was traveling around the country doing this and she really wasn't she wasn't happy and the thing that she started to discover when she took just two weeks actually into our program she started to discover for herself that she had been walking around wearing a mask mm. that she wasn't being her true self and what ended up happening was she actually ended up ending that relationship. 
and she which was a real challenge because she had put herself into a situation where she didn't have another job she didn't have you know the finances there but she knew in her heart that what was the most important thing for her was to be happy and as soon as she did that it just her whole life started to blossom and she i mean she was just on fire mm -hmm. in the program it was just amazing mm -hmm. to watch and when she got up on that stage she talked about the masks that she wore and she shared the story of what she went through when she was going through the DevEx program and that transformation that she has and she's now living in Denver and she's doing what she loves to do and she's with her family and so yeah, she's always on Facebook with pictures of kids and family and, yeah. and happy and she's living you know a real a real life instead of this pretend life and it was interesting watching her talk evolve because when she first the very first day when she was one of the people that got up and trial ran this talk and I couldn't even tell you what it was but when we came back three or four weeks later she had, she basically the talk she gave in May was almost the same talk she gave in March because she was already there yes. she had moved to that spot so oh, this is what I'm going to talk about and then it was a matter of perfecting it and and stuff like yeah I, I remember that yeah, it was just, it was really fun to watch. And that was a huge life transformation for her, not just a, an ability to speak. And so it's just, it's fun to watch, really fun to watch. Well, that, you know, that's really the the undercurrent of all this. You know, when you know, I started out the, this thing saying, you know, we all have a story we want to tell. But I think that's interesting is, is that how you, you know, you talk about how you coached me to, you know, be be honest about things that I needed to own and, and stuff like that. And I just remember the coaching sessions that you and I went through. It's like you know, it was, I would call it therapy with Deb, but, <laughs> but we were working on a on the message. But it became like, okay, Dave, let's let's get into why is this important, and then why why is this important? Come on, tell me, tell me. You know, get real. And I I watched, um, you know, obviously the group I went through in in the spring, and then I had the pleasure of being able to participate as a coach with the group in the fall. And I watched every one of them go through a tra personal transformation in the process. So I don't know how you you talk to that, but I think this is. I, I want to stay in this a little bit. I don't know where we go with that, but I, it that was something that really moved me. How people had this thing within them that it became bigger than they really realized it was, and it became more powerful because of the way they went through it. Can you speak to that even a little bit more? Yeah. Um, I actually, I have to tell you, it surprised even me, the results that have been produced from the program. Because when I created it, it was, as I mentioned, I don't even think I finished saying it, but it was a project for, uh, for this program that I was in to create leaders. And I just wanted to teach people. I knew that I had a skill of being able to help people formulate messages that were compelling and interesting to listen to and could actually change behaviors on the other end. Um, I knew I had been working in the speaking industry and I thought I had a lot that I could offer in that regard, but I never in a million years thought it would have the kind of transformative impact that it's had. And as I had said before, really what I, I had to look at that a lot. And after the first program, it was actually, Dave, in your program where I discovered it as I started to look. And I just that's when I saw that what you focus on expands. And so if somebody is coming in thinking about what it is that's super important to them in their life, and that's all they're focused on not all they're focused on of course but you go through your day and you're going to notice so if your message um i'm trying to think you know in, in your case if you, your message was selfless listening 
And on a day-to-day basis, I would imagine all of a sudden you start to notice where you're being your message, where you're being selfless or selfish in your message, you know, your messaging with people and in your listening with people. Um, You can't help. It's the funniest thing, because as we go through the program, people would always send me Um, news articles or something that they've seen on the internet like all day long after our first training they're like you're never going to believe what popped up on my on on my internet or you're never going to believe I was flying in the airplane and in the magazine it was an article on what I'm talking about it's not that these things didn't exist before but because we're now focused on those things we now start to see them it's like life is a huge buffet of every option you can possibly imagine And all of a sudden, if you start to focus on something, you're going to see those things that are relevant. We've all had that experience in our life. You have a baby and all of a sudden, everything you notice around you are things related to babies or you buy, I bought a Fiat and all of a sudden they must've had a sale on Fiats because everybody around me had Fiats, you know? So it's um, one of those things that when you focus, if you ever, here's, here's my little tip for everybody today is if you want to transform something in your life, just focus on it for three months. And I promise you, it will change Mm -hmm. because you'll start to notice where it's working, where it's not working, what you can do, what, you know, different suggestions that other people have. You'll be looking for it and it'll be unearthed and and created. And it's just really as simple as that. It's there's no magic to it. There's nothing even woo woo because people think it's like a woo woo thing that all of a sudden I start talking about the masks we wear and then. Two minutes later, I open up a newspaper article and there's something about that. You know, it's not a surprise. It's not woo-woo. It's just now you're focused on something. You're going to see those things. And so, you know, that's my belief as to how these things are actually shifting for people throughout the program. And I'm asking people to walk in with the message that if they could give it away to the world, they knew it would make a difference that they would stand on the rooftops and shout it out. So these are important messages for people. So if they're focused on that for three months, well, you can only imagine the impact that that's going to have on their lives. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting how you mentioned you're going to be working with teens. Because yes. I'm wondering what the shift will be for them. I mean, I, for some reason, I think that they live on a plane that's extremely more aware and it's just easy and life is just like, of course, that's going to show up because I'm thinking about it. Um, where is that training going to show up and is there anything that is needed to support that because i truly believe that that's the way of you know where we start i mean those teens are just everything to us right now yeah i have been fortunate to have been uh, leading programs for teens for about the past six or seven years not through debex but Um, And I will say my experience of teens is they get it a lot quicker than adults do. They they have a lot less baggage that they've created in their life. They can teach adults. Oh, for sure. I think, Dave, actually, you could probably even speak to this. We've had a myriad of ages in Debex. Um, we, and last, the, the program that Dave was in, we had somebody apply. The very first applicant was a 14-year-old young lady. And I have to admit, when um, when I got the application, the very first thought I had was, oh my goodness, I can't take a minor. Mm-hmm. Oh, my, this budding new business that I have, the exposure is going to be incredible. I can't have a minor. But our mission is that all voices are heard. And there was no asterisk at the end that said, as long as you're over 18. Sure. So I realized, you know what? 
let the chips fall where they may. I hadn't communicated that people under 18 couldn't apply for this, so go for it. And so she submitted an application. She actually got in. And the irony of it is we, it's not a competition. This is not a competition at all. But we do invite the audience to share who they, who were their favorites, just so we have a temperature read on what the audience is thinking. And by a landslide, our 14-year-old took the most votes. Oh, and it, was, it was amazing. I mean, she owned the stage, mm. just owned it. I mean, there was, in fact, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it mm. again because when she went to make a point, she did some things, you know, when, when you're on stage, the we have a, it's like a rug or a mat, right? It's like four feet yes, by it, six feet, something it's like that. eight by ten, actually. Oh, it's, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big guy. Exactly. It seems small. It seems small. <laughs> <laughs> it was two by three. No, but um, she would, as she walked every inch of that, of that carpet, and when she went to make a point, she would make a turn on the carpet and walk to the other side with force to match the tone of her voice. What was and, the name of her talk? Oh. Do you remember? She was talking about kindness. Yeah, she, we right. didn't have specific titles, but hers was all yeah, was about a, kindness and, and how thinking, that would make a difference. I was thinking in the community, world. but yeah, kind of. And but she would, you know, pump her fist and and everybody was, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know, just yeah, it was, you know, when she made that first turn on that carpet, I just I wanted to just like jump up. I mean, I was in the in the green room watching. I'm thinking. Oh, this is somebody, and if, and and the and the fun thing was is that from somebody like you just said, somebody who's fourteen years old, yeah. had an incredible level of presence, and she was she was, I don't know that I can't say that she wasn't intimidated being around a bunch of old people, but she was very very appropriately comfortable with us. Yeah, she seemed to be, and when her parents would drop her off and. We would acknowledge your parents, and they would blend into the woodwork. Like, don't acknowledge me. My daughter's here. This is about my daughter being here. So they was like, you know, yeah, I'm picking her up. Yeah, I'm dropping her off. You know, thanks for sharing your your joy of my daughter. But it's like, I want to just want to get out of here. This is about her, and the, just the whole the whole dynamic of that. I just it it was magical having a teen there, and the things that we learned from her just being in that space and the way she presented herself. It was. It was Gosh, a good. It was a good call. So, Deb, when yeah, is it nice. launching? I'm ready to go. Like, <laughs> awesome. The applications are open. Come so submit your application. Is that going to be for May as well, or is that, that is gonna, for okay, May? Okay, so yeah. both May. Yeah. So you'll have the junior version. Oh, oh, for oh. teens. Oh, is it DebX Junior? You, you look a little bit old for the DebX. I'm a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DebX Teen is going to be in February, and we're doing a pilot oh. run at the for the first one. So, okay. ultimately, it's going to eventually be for 13 to 17 year olds. We do have we. Had a, a ten-year-old who's now eleven at the time oh. who applied for the regular Debex didn't get in, but mm. we have invited her to be in Debex <gasps> Teen with us, even though she's kind of under the the age limit. So we just are doing a, a pilot at this beginning stages. The intention is to do it at a school using the school resources, so we can get mm. the whole school involved. So the school's production team, their videography department, their photography department, their graphic design department. So it really is a community event because. The, the, there's two main principles that I share in with DebEx that are important that for me in developing this program. One is there's no room for egos on the stage. Um, if you've ever watched speakers, you've watched TEDx talks, TED talks, any talks, um, those that have big egos that are actually speaking to promote themselves, really, there's something icky about it. And I want to, there's enough egos out there. I'm really looking to shift this and have speaking be about contributing and making a difference in yeah. our communities. Um, 
but the other piece is that that speaking is a team sport Mm -hmm. and that we all get to have every all boats rise in the water together and and that is super important to me and so with debex teen to have a whole community of people to lean on if you think about the speaking industry for the most part we're all solopreneurs sitting in our office behind a computer on a day-to-day basis and just banging phones and trying to make something happen the speaking industry is uh, is or well, speaking business is really ninety uh, percent business and ten percent speaking. You know, most people aren't spending their time on the stage; they're spending their time cultivating the business and trying to even just get on that stage to begin with. And it's really great to have a community of people next to you and behind you and underneath you to support you and lift you up because it's not always an easy business. It's actually a very difficult business. And so right now, because we've had um, three DebEx events at this point in time, we now have all of our speakers have a community of 45, 46 people that have stood on that stage that all have the same interest in making a difference, all supporting one another, and it's really fun. And so DebEx Teen will be designed exactly in the same way, which is really intended to create a community where everybody can rise up together in, in whatever their discipline is. Not everybody wants to be on the stage, but everybody can make a difference in, communi- in, in, in making a difference in the world in different ways, whatever their contribution might be. So I'm super Super excited about that. Mm. The teenagers get it. The the biggest difference will be um, that their talks will be just shorter. They'll have three to four minutes versus the eight minute talks that we currently have today. Um, That's like no time at all. Oh, I know. I have to argue. Hi, I'm Dave Cook, and Deb would go, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you think about people's attention span, we were actually talking about this before the podcast went live, is, you know, people's attention spans. Before, you know, TED Talks were all the rage because those were 18 minutes, and so everybody could digest 18 minutes. Well, frankly, 18 minutes now is way Mm -hmm. too long for people. And so, you know, even the eight-minute segments that we have, we have in our industry, things are not starting to shift and they're doing like speed rounds of speaking where it's just two minutes you have a speaker for two minutes on stage they throw out their one little nugget and then they move to the next speaker and then they move to the next speaker we are in a different time and so we are just really trying to keep it to a place where we are providing digestible bite-sized chunks for people so that they can have that little infusion in the morning they can hear what they need to hear and then they can move Mm -hmm. on and, um, you know, and these podcasts are great for those that really like, okay, now that I got that inspiration, now how do I dig in and get more information about it? So then they're going to want to do the research and listen to these longer formats. But for the most part, people with social media, you know, I mean, a picture takes too long. If there's more than five words on a picture on a meme, God forbid, you're not going to want to read it. (laughs) So our attention spans have gotten very short. So three to four minutes, there's a lot we can say in that. Mm. So are the past shows um, archived anywhere that people can go back to? Yeah, so on our website, which is uh, debexpress.com, which actually we just bought a new URL, which is Deb Deb Talks, uh, Debex Talks. Um, that isn't live yet, but we're shifting over our website. And I apologize because when we first created this program, it was a project, as I mentioned, for a class. I created the website. I work with people, not with technology. So I created that website and it looks like I created it. Um, 
but we're in the process of updating that now. And we have all of the first programs, um, videos up online, and in about a month, we'll have all of the talks that have been spoken on the DebEx stage will be on the website. So people will have access to that. Yep. Great. Yes. That's awesome. You also mentioned, um, I don't know, know my brain is going, of course, I have a marketing brain. I know, I can see there's, there's smoke coming out. I know. <laughs> I guess I, I want to throw out, I'm hoping Grand Canyon can get involved. And I've seen programs similar to this in the past. And I know you mentioned the DebX Teen mm-hmm. being held at one of the schools. Have you chosen the school yet? Or is there something that you're looking for and support on that? We haven't. We've already, we've started some conversations with some different people to look mm-hmm. at venues for this um, because we do want to have it somewhat centrally located for for the teens to be able to get access to. Um, but no, we don't have any particular venues as of yet, but we do have some that we've been in conversations with. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping for Grand Canyon, just to shoot it out. Well, again. if you have there. any, if I have, have any, uh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. If you have any, any ideas, I'm, we are yeah. always open to it. And here's the thing is that literally every Debex is created, um, fresh each time that we create it because mm-hmm. there's new people that it, it looks very different every time we do it. And I know, just like we were talking about a minute ago, that just a year ago, 18 minutes was the nice short piece of information. And now we need five minutes or six minutes or two minutes or even one Mm -hmm. to keep people's attention. Things are changing. And so I'm always, Mm -hmm. always open to new ideas and new suggestions. So. Absolutely. I may have to support that even if you don't want it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just love the teens. I think the teens are just it. It's just warms my heart to see them doing that. The one of the things that you mentioned, and I'll go back to this thing when people are listening to this and saying, yeah, I don't I don't really see myself being a speaker. Not everybody that goes to DebX is fancies themselves being on stage to be a professional speaker. Yeah. There is a whole another group of people just want to be on stage. It's kind of like saying, I want to run a marathon. They want to do something that takes them out of their comfort zone. And they see it as a challenge slash opportunity slash adventure learning experience. Yeah. So talk about that. So because I don't want I, I don't want people to listen and say, yeah, I'm not a speaker. I'm not. I don't this know if I'd be. Apply. Yeah. yeah. Are you thinking of apply. adding Brandon to that? Yeah, we've yeah we put it out there. Poor Brandon. He he he's if been you're invo- listening, Brandon. I, Where's I'll, lovable I'll be Brandon? For your application. <laughs> he's just down the street working. Oh, he's, he's we have kit. something for him to do in May. Let him know. <laughs> we'll see. You know, yeah. he, he inches his way to the stage. He's doing his own thing. But yes, it would. I would love to. Obviously, vote. We'll all we are all voting for Brandon. Yeah, but it's got to be Brandon's call. Yeah, it, the, the, the program um, is not just for people who are interested in being aspiring speakers. For me, that's where it really started, because when I would tell people what I would do, I would end up having hours of conversation with people who would say to me, oh, my gosh, I've always wanted to be a speaker. And that's really where this came from, was the love of sharing with those individuals and seeing the light bulbs going off in their heads saying, oh, I could do that. I could do that. And getting that inspiration. But um Let's see. I got. I totally lost track of what well, your question was. Just that. Just, it's, it's, it's not for just speakers. Oh, not just for yeah. speakers. Well, it, that's what's really funny is so many of the people who've been in the program, the first program, a lot of them didn't want to be speakers. They just they knew me. They wanted to support my project. They wanted to be in it. And almost every one of them, after getting off the stage, said, "I can do this. Mm. I want to be a speaker." And they just get the bug. They want to be. They now know that they can do it because that's really. 
the intention of the program is that by the end of the program, the speakers see themselves as leaders mm -hmm. in the community, the voices that are going to make a difference. Because our tagline is um, amplifying voices, accelerating change. And these individuals are getting out there and they have the courage now. Because if you can stand a lot of these people, I mean, I'm shocked some of the people who ended up being in the program and standing on that stage and delivering their messages because you might perceive them in a day-to-day -day basis as meek and quiet and shy. Yet they were powerhouses on that stage and then knew themselves as a powerhouse on stage. Um, a friend of mine had overheard somebody speaking the other day who had been in Debex, and they asked them, oh, why did you decide to do this now? And the person's response was, um, because um, if I can stand on the Debex stage and do what I did, I can do anything. Mm -hmm. And that's really what's been happening for people. So it really is, it is kind of for some people just like doing that marathon, knowing yourself as somebody who can set that goal and then do it. And then who knows what's going to be on the other side of it when you're done with it. But there's, um, th then there's just those that have causes that they're, that touch their heart, that they want to make a difference with those causes, and they want to know how to be able to use this instrument, their voice, as an instrument to make a difference in those communities. Um, so those are a lot of people who gravitate toward a program such as this. And then there's those just people like you and me, day-to-day -day lives, who just want to be able to be more compelling in business or in their conversations and just gain more confidence in speaking. Mm -hmm. So it really does run the, the gamut. But it is intended and designed um, for those that want to get a foothold in the speaking industry and in a really short period of time. And you would be one of those people too, Dave, that, you know, you you go from not being a speaker to all of a sudden having access, you know, you're, we, we professionally record all of the, the people who are on stage and you have access to that video if you'd like it. And that has brought a lot of attention to the speakers. We have a, a couple speakers who have gotten some significant pay for speaking now, not just speaking because they, you know, they have a particular message, but people are wanting to pay them. They've never spoken before and they are being invited to stand on the stage and be paid to do it. And what a concept, heck, what a concept to be paid to do what you love. Like, right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so it's, it's really neat to see how that's going for people. And honestly, I never, I honestly never dreamed that it would create the impact and the splash that it's created. I just really do feel very privileged to have the opportunity to do this in my life. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to make this about me, so I'm hoping you can find another story. But um, <laughs> talk about audience impact. If you have to use that one story, you can. But if there's another one, I'd love to know about audience impact, You know how audiences have been moved Yes. Well, you do. Well, I, I'll use another one, Dave. Good, but maybe, please. yeah. So, um, in our actually in the most recent event which we've had, which is great. You know, I, I'm glad that you're asking this particular question because when I first designed Debex, um, I designed it specifically for. The speakers. I didn't even care about the audience. Like, really, it was about the speakers knowing themselves as leaders. And I kind of completely forgot about the audience. 
but the um, the audience impact has been significant. And we we had us uh, just in this past Debex that we had, we had one of our speakers had a talk about the victim mentality. And she had been molested as a young girl and had carried that victim mentality with her through her adult life up until just a couple years ago. And she learned for herself what she needed to do. And in her case, it was literally just shifting her body posture. And if you want to get the details, go to the website in three weeks. You can watch her video. It is. It's a really neat story. Um, but she shares how she came out of that victim mentality for herself. She, she realized at age 13, she stopped really being, a, being victimized, yet she was a victim in her own mind throughout that period of time through her adult life. When she went out into the audience, a woman had come up to her and she said, may I have a picture with you? And she said, well, sure, certainly, of course. And she said, I'm, um, this woman was in her late 60s, and she said, I, too, had been victimized as a young girl. And I have been carrying that through my entire life until this moment. And I want this picture because today is the day that I choose to no longer be a victim in my life. And that's the kind of impact that these speakers have on others. And she said there were at least seven or eight other individuals that came up to her and said very similar things where the speakers actually get to see the difference that they make in the world very tangibly where people see, you know, it's a new view for these people in the audience. And that's all you guys are doing when you're on that stage is just having people challenge the status quo, challenge the pervasive way of thinking so that they have alternative ways of acting. We talk about this in Debex, which is, you know, we get the results that we get in life because of the actions that we take. But what's informing the actions that we take is the perspective that we have of the world, the view that we, that we have. And if we can change the view that we have, we, can, we will alter the actions, therefore altering the results that we get in life. And um, the, the job of the speakers on the Debex stage is to focus specifically on what's the norm that we're walking around and that we don't even really know that's keeping us from producing the kinds of results that we want to have in our lives and have them effectively challenge that norm so people can start to say, hmm, maybe what I've been doing all along isn't the only way. Hmm. And so this woman, this 68-year-old woman, has been able to challenge the fact that I've didn't even know I've been walking I've been the one walking around being a victim in life now I have an opportunity and an option to do something different and it's not too late I don't care if it's 68 98 24 whatever age it is any kind of shift like that is just really profound and so you know we've had that we've had business people who have made business changes based on some of our talks we've had just so many examples and yes we have some very specific ones about you as well dave and the impact that your talk has made on people's lives you're right we totally should have videoed this one (laughs) he's glowing right now well i just like this this experience i just can't tell you know obviously i've shared this with you deb and with elisa but i you know the for the people who are listening i can't tell you how just incredibly amazing the entire experience is Mm. 
um, yeah, I love being on stage. I love the opportunity to tell my story. I love the way that it's been crafted. But it, th- what we're really, what I'm hoping everybody's hearing right here now is that this is so much deeper than just having an opportunity to share a story. Mm. The 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 lesson, the experience, the process, the community that you build, you know, with the people that you go through the class with, the watching the audience move with every talk. Um, cause you, you know, we, when we go out after we're done, you know, we get a, we do a curtain call and then we get to go out and stand amongst the 500 people who have participated in the people who come up. Sure. You have your fans and friends, but like you talked about strangers who just say, thank you. You know, this was great. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, you'd realize that you're, you're, like I said at the beginning, we're, we're we, we had this movement and, yeah. and in, in, in society today, so many of us are stuck in the story that we're telling ourselves about, you know, our life or our our work or our family or whatever. And we're stuck in this story. And there's so much more to our story than what we think we see or know. And that's what this is, whether you're in the audience or whether you're on stage, whether you're being coached and, and trained to tell the story or whether you're able to witness the, the message and participate in it. It's just the whole thing is it's just it's some it's moves it's beautiful well i you can include me in that list <laughs> ironically i mean you think that well i'm the teacher and everybody else is the student it's actually the opposite is i'm the student and all of you guys all of the speakers are the teachers for me if i look at my life through every debex that i've had what ends up happening is the messages that you guys are sharing start to infiltrate my life and mm-hmm. impact me and you know as an example the reason that i accepted um, that 14 year old girl's application and let it go through to committee was because of this one of the speakers talks from the first Debex, and she spoke on being a yes. Mm-hmm. And it really profoundly impacted me. And I remember thinking, so my whole life became about, okay, where can I be a yes? And so when that application came in, my initial gut reaction, you know, we all have like the human being totally. initial gut reaction. My initial gut reaction was, save yourself to make sure you don't have a a, somebody under 18 in your program or you might have some liability issues and then i then the next thought right after that was well how can i be a yes and it became very easy for me to say Mm -hmm. okay i just need to get their parents to sign i mean it was it just became very logical what it was that i needed to do once I had that new view. In the program uh, this year, somebody was uh, talking about her, she's a hoarder, and how she actually was able to, you know, she's still dealing with it. It's not like it's completely something that is no longer there. And you don't have to have resolved your own issues or whatever it is you're dealing with before you can share them with people. You learn along the way. We all learn together. And when she was sharing, I ended up, it was literally the day after we had a breakfast meeting and she was sharing her talk with me and it just really hit me. She was talking about how we move things from one house to the next house and it's like, and I started to look at my own life and I had, I live in a very small place, it's like 830 square feet, and but I still have a whole closet of boxes that I've moved, I swear, from across the country, from Boston, then to Chicago, and then now here. And 
I don't know that I've ever, I, that I've opened them, but I just thought, well, I need to have them yeah. for whatever reason. That next day, I went into my office and went through everything, and I ended up giving a ton of stuff away. I actually had a blast because I started to think that, oh, somebody could use this, and so I gave that away to somebody who I know knew could use that. And so the speeches are these, these little talks, these little tidbits of jewels that people come up with have certainly transformed the individual's lives that are the speakers. It's definitely mm-hmm. transformed audience members, but more so than anyone, it has absolutely transformed my life mm-hmm. in how I live it on a day-to-day basis. It's just really, it's, it's profound for mm-hmm. me. It's such a joy to hear you and, and see the difference that you've provided just through an expression of you. Mm. Um, one of the things that comes to mind is, have you ever taken the stage? And if not, what would be the topic? Oh, that's a great question. Yes. Um, that's a very good question. And that would be answered differently probably every day that you talk to me. Luckily, we're asking um, today. <laughs> This I have not day. taken I have taken the Debex stage in the sense that I kick kick it off mm-hmm. and I you know just give some context to it but I do talk about um, well at your program what I ended up seeing Dave was um, I have never had kids of my own or none that I know of but after the second Debex, I had this like crazy experience of these are my babies. Like mm-hmm. I felt like I had given birth to something. Mm-hmm. And your wins were more, I was more elated by your wins. And when you guys would go through challenges in your life and those difficulties, those were heart-wrenching for me. And, you know, um, and, you know, I would just, I'll use you even as an example, Dave, I could tell you the same thing six times and you would resist it and not listen, just like most kids do, right? <laughs> just like most kids. See, that's the, that's the child within me coming to light. There you go. We all have it, right? So um, it is, so, you know, I was actually talking about the, um, the you know mm-hmm. for me that was the message for me which was having bait you know like you guys were my babies and I don't know what my message would be I've done a lot of speaking over the course of my career but because uh, I was in training and development and I've done lots of speeches things of that nature but the Debex stage the Debex stage is meant for the speakers who are on the stage it's mm-hmm. kind of like I was I did professional singing I don't I try not to do oh. karaoke because I feel like karaoke is meant for people who. Don't. Aren't the professional singers? <laughs> <laughs> this is not my stage. This is not my venue. So, uh, well, I'd love to invite you back when you do take the stage, uh, or possibly um, closer to the next DebX, which, you, as you said, would be in May. It'll be in May, and yep. possibly just come back to, you know, let people know it's there. Yeah, and definitely. Um, if you take that on, it. that'd be great. Um, and this is actually my expression out of some of the programs similar to yours. This show actually came about. So I'm really glad that we're creating a difference just in our speaking. That's great. Thank you. So it was a pleasure having you on the show. We do have to wrap up, but you will hear back from DebX once again coming soon. So thank you so much. Thank you, Deb. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you you. for the invite. It was wonderful being here. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) 